This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship, maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins. New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. You're here. You're safe. I'm here with you. Look, it's not typical that the beginning of the podcast begins with a giant news flash, but today is a little different. Huge news. Apple Podcasts has decided to spotlight I Said No Gifts for the month, which is incredible. What an honor. Those people know what they're talking about. So, you know... We do our little thing here on the show, and when somebody like Apple Podcasts decides to notice, I'm glowing. I'm beyond thrilled. And uh, look, what that means is that some new listeners might be filing into the party, and if you're one of those people, I'm very happy to have you. I could spend 30, 40 minutes explaining how the podcast works, but I feel like the fact that you were willing to try, that you were curious enough to give it a listen, speaks volumes about your powerful mind, and I have complete faith that you're going to be able to grasp the concept of the show pretty quickly, and then you're going to have a a terrific time. Now, if the podcast does end up being too complicated for you, may I suggest, you know, turning on a loud fan and listening to the drone of that for your entertainment. That might be more your speed. Okay, so now we've got that out of the way, I have a darker news story to share. I took myself to lunch during a little lunch break today, and, you know, I am a huge advocate of eating alone and usually have a wonderful time. But this energy I, I have is interesting to me. I, I, I want to apologize just for the way I'm even speaking to you right now, but maybe once I tell you what happened, that will explain things. I went and got some tacos. I then managed to spray enough hot sauce on my body that I had to do a full outfit change. Again, I absolutely will tell you to eat alone whenever possible, but it does feel different when you're sitting alone covered in hot sauce. And maybe I'm sharing this with you so you can carry part of my load because I wasn't able to share this with, a, you know, an eating companion. So now my little uh, difficulty is also yours. I'm putting that on you. Help me carry the load. Let's get into the podcast. Thrilled about today's guest. We love today's guest. It's Bowen Yang. Hi. Bowen, 
Welcome to I Said No Gift. Thank you so much. I feel like it would not have necessarily been a less harrowing experience had you had an eating partner. How so? If, if it was someone you didn't know, if like like it depends on what kind of lunch this was, right? If this was a casual lunch with a close friend, oh my goodness, look, Bridger sprayed, you know, the hot sauce all over himself. <laughs> ha ha. As opposed to like a big business lunch at the polo lounge or something, you know? <laughs> but see, I think business lunch, icebreaker. Okay. You know, everybody pities you. You actually then kind of have the upper hand because now all of these business people feel bad for you. And so you take, you manipulate. You manipulate. How, did the, did the outfit change involve you? Yeah, I, I assume it involved you having to go home and... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had to be back in the uh, work. work. Uh, You know, I took off my sweatshirt. I took off my pants immediately. It was like it was like uh, I might as well have thrown up on myself. Mm. Uh, So complete outfit change. And, you know, and then also with a friend to have a friend there would feel fantastic. But the rest of the you don't you don't know who's looking. I'm sitting there alone. I don't even know who saw it happen. Right. The restaurant. Maybe no one. Maybe no Maybe one. everyone. Mm, sure. How many people? How crowded was the restaurant? It was like, I would say half, a half capacity. Half capacity. Okay. Okay. But see, you having a friend there would still not have, you would, you would have still had to change the, you wouldn't have stayed in the outfit. Oh, well, I would have definitely had to change the outfit, but at least I would have been able to be, you know, just have the comfort of the friend, sure. you know, uh, Sure. I mean, uh, here, here's here's my I'm, I don't mean to be this argumentative, but <laughs> I just think that this will you, you, you will this will be lost in the sands of time much quicker than if you had a friend there, because then the friend will remind you constantly of that time that you sprayed hot sauce all over yourself. Maybe I'm that friend now. And you are sharing that experience. <laughs> Bowen, with I've, me. This is a very now it is for public consumption. This it entire is. memory is. Landing on hundreds, if not, uh, well, hundreds of millions hundreds of people. Hundreds of millions, yes. <laughs> Let's just say it, the hundreds of millions. Come on. Uh, and yeah, you, I mean, that's why I'm dragging everyone into my trauma here. Sure. And that's uh, your choice, and that's I'm, your choice. That is my choice. I, I left through the back of the restaurant, uh, and I'm just going to, you know, I actually have plans to eat there again tomorrow because I... <laughs> made made plans with a friend to eat there tomorrow and it'll be my return go. and then i just think for you know the scientific method like you gotta spray yourself with hot sauce again tomorrow <laughs> i feel like that's your control you know i don't know <laughs> but when your hair looks fantastic it's i put it in too much purple toner and and so i i i'm for for those of you who can't see this which is everybody um it's it's a it's a bleach blonde but I was t- i'm taking the brassiness out and so as people know you got to put in the purple toner and to can- cancel out so it looks a little too violet i don't think it looks that violet it okay. almost like to me i almost thought that maybe it was just the lighting of the zoom or whatever sure sure and you get prince lighting yeah for sure right so but maybe in person, it's way too much. And it's kind of, it's that. you know, you're correct. Where are you right now? You're I'm in a hotel in Burbank, California. OK, I was going to say <laughs> you ha- you are currently sitting behind a hideous bookshelf <laughs> or in front of a book, if completely empty. Would you have called the shelf hideous if I told you I was in my own you know, living space? Yes. OK, good. I would think you would need to hear that. I admire that. I, I thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I believe you, too. What are you doing in Burbank? I'm just working here. And um, imagine if I said I was like, you know, vacationing or something. 
<laughs> but <laughs> exclusively um, to Burbank. Exclusively to Burbank. I had California. to see the valley. I did. Well, you know, the valley. The valley is wonderful. I gotta say, I was driving through it today, and I was stopped by the In and Out Burger on Burbank Boulevard, I believe, Burbank I'm Avenue. Um, anyway, um, and I was just like, what a lovely part, what a lovely little pocket of Southern California this is. I think, uh, you know, Sherman Oaks. You've got your Burbank. <sighs> Uh, North Hollywood, I I can't quite speak to. Right, I don't. I'm I'm familiar with none of it, but I I can say that I I'm charmed by it. It's easy going, very easy going. The you know I feel like the streets are wider. There's more parking. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Every fast food destination you could possibly hope for. Truly, and waiting at the internet wasn't even that long. It was I I think it was like right after the lunch rush, but it was only you know. Five minutes in the drive-thru, you know, so there you go. What are you getting at In-N-Out? I'm not too, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too, like, cool about it. I just get animal-style cheeseburger and um, a Diet Coke, and that's it. That's a nice, nice little meal. Yeah, yeah, what about you? I'm getting a, either a, well, a cheeseburger animal-style, no pickle, okay, a Diet great. Coke. Uh-huh. Sometimes a French fry. Very similar. I love an animal-style. I mean, of course. That's what that, they're known for. That's what they're known for. Thousand Island is sort of the the poor man as in someone who makes my amount of money. Um it, it's 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 the poor man sort of condiment, I think. It just it just <laughs> it tastes sophisticated even though you know it isn't. Right. It's kind of like 1983 sophisticated. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that explains it well enough. It does. What's going on in your life? Mm, let's see. I just got over a stomach bug. That was pretty fun. But it was, it was like one of the nastier ones. Maybe that I've maybe the nastiest that I've ever had in my life. But I got it in Georgia okay. a, few, a couple days ago. I was there with my sister. I ordered chicken and waffles because that's what you do. Chicken and waffles and fried green tomatoes because that's what you do when you're <laughs> in Georgia. Um, and sure enough. I, it was I was it was coming out of me uh, from both ends. Oh, God. To the point where like <laughs> by like my 12th trip to the bathroom in one night, I was like, where is this all coming from? I was like, this <laughs> this cannot physically be possible. Like, it felt like I was shitting from my skull. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, it's coming. Right, your body is truly evacuating every space it has. Every space. And I was like, <laughs> and I probably felt it from on my skin, which I think is like a very common thing this isn't exceptional but i was like my skin is getting drier like by oh. the minute anyway i'm sorry this is so that's not but that's not describe. a stomach bug that's full-on food poisoning okay what's the difference to, i'm not i'm not i'm not an expert and maybe well, you you're talking either. to a doctor okay so thank you so then what is the difference tell me well with food poisoning we're talking about or you you had some spoiled chicken and your body yes. is reacting with a, a with a Stomach bug, the uh, medical term. Uh, <laughs> there's a virus. There's a, yes. something is attacking your system from that you've, you know, gotten from. Yes. I don't know how you get a stomach bug, I guess, is my question. Is somebody, oh, right. is that like airborne? Is that bacteria? I think feel like a, that's like a not washing your hands situation. It's like a not washing your hands situation. I looked it up. It seems like, it seems like I must have gotten it from sp a spoiled chicken. But, but you're saying that is, but you're saying that is correlated to. Food poisoning. It oh, must yeah. have been food poisoning because it came and went in like you know twenty four hours. So right, I, I, I think right. I thank you for 
correcting my diagnosis. Keeping you honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I do feel like a food poisoning is something that can't go beyond 24 hours. Actually, I'm now recalling a food poisoning situation that lasted for three days after I had salmon, fish, and chips, which was entirely on me. That's, That's your fault. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Where, where, where was this? This was in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is another. I was is ordering fish okay. in Salt Lake. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, now, <laughs> like examining it in this moment, entirely my fault. No, okay, but see, I think you and I share this in common. We're both from these landlocked states. You're from Utah. I'm from Colorado. I guess I, did, I didn't realize until very recently that Denver is one of like the sushi capitals of the world. Is I that guess. true? How? And, I don't know, but like they like there's one restaurant in Denver that, um you know, very sophisticated people from the coasts, the elites love to eat at this restaurant <laughs> in Denver because they source the fish like obviously from other places. Right. But apparently like Denver, like in like it's it's this great irony that like Denver has amazing sushi. I feel like Salt Lake City might also have that. Salt Lake has one really great sushi restaurant. OK, OK. And I guess. Go. Maybe it, maybe they're great because they have to really take it seriously. That's that. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're not just like finding fish out in the gutter like we do here in L.A. You know, and it's right. everywhere. <laughs> they have to get it there, serve it quickly. Yes, that makes sense. I would love for there to be. Is there a restaurant in L.A. that's like Riverside, as in by the L.A. River? Like there should be like <laughs> uh, there should be like a river view. But I, I bet it would. There, there's a way to make that very like legitimately romantic and charming and like the for the the, the sort of ambient for, for the atmosphere to be really really great i will say there's a new there's a la barba is that what it's called no that's sure not called. i'll believe that's a salt like there's some uh some coffee shop that recently uh -huh. opened near the la river okay and you can get your coffee and you can go kind of sit on the concrete yes, hill hill yes and then look down at you know like the eight tablespoons of water passing by and the small tree that's growing out of it there you go. I mean, I, I think there's something there's there's always something very beautiful to me. I I sound like such a fucking tourist, but there it's, there was always something really beautiful to me about the L.A. River. Just just by like the visual, like it's two concrete inclines and a strip of water. Isn't there something really aesthetically pleasing about that? There is something. I mean, you're not going to see it anywhere else on Earth. Just no. a, like a hint just truly like a rumor of water. A rumor of water. And it sums up the entire city very well. But there you go. I, I have no complaints about it. I mean, it's obviously not going to get any better. Right. It, I mean, the water may actually diminish, which is horrifying. Sure. Which is horrifying. It's not like a dry creek that's naturally right. occurring. Yeah. I love a dry creek. Oh, me too. So, you know, a very, uh, I don't know, very Steinbeck. Very Steinbeck. I was going to say it's very Utah. It's very Colorado. Right. Yeah, kind of yeah. rugged frontier. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And someone's had go. to suffer. That kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> have you, how much time have you, have you ever lived in LA? I haven't. The longest time I spent here was um, the first pandemic summer where my friend uh, and I were just like, we gotta, we gotta leave New York, right? right. Like, we gotta go. And then we only spent a month here, but that was the longest stretch of time away from new york and in la that i've spent and it was lovely where did you live it was well it was also funnily enough in the valley it was um glendale and then altadena oh, <laughs> so beautiful. It, it was just it was just in the valley and it was great okay it was the, great i mean you're looking at me like um 
I'm still yeah, re- with concern. I don't know. <laughs> I'm recovering from uh, you saying the first pandemic summer. I mean, the fact that that's a. <laughs> it's, I listen. I didn't. I, I. I. That's not the. I'm not make, creating this new reality. It's. It's. It's our reality. <laughs> You're just better at dealing with it, I suppose. Or so then. So wow, you. You. You didn't. You. You so far were. You so far haven't called it. You. You haven't differentiated. Differentiated the two pandemic summers we've had so far. No. So far. I, oh, see, <laughs> I did it again. I'm not even I I'm just letting it all be one year. I it truly does not feel there's no separation for any yeah. of it. Yeah. God chilling, right? Like it, it is it is sad for me to think. Oh, a year ago it was, you know, kind of just as you know, terrible. And but is there any part of you that misses that time? No. Okay, great. I mean, maybe 5 years from now there'll be something worse going on and I'll be, you know, nostalgic for yes, these quaint things, but look what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Bridger, what's going on in your life? I'm, I feel like I, I must ask. Bowen, this is what's going on. I've caught Pokemon Fever. Are you playing Arceus? Are you playing I got Arceus? It. I haven't played Pokemon maybe since Game Boy Advance. I thought I'm going to get into it. Guess what? It's because it's been the same game since Game Boy Advance until now. And now it's a whole new world. Are you and playing it? It's a it? whole new world. I'm playing it. How far are you? Not that far. I just recently, I've gotten the, you know, like the deer that you get to ride on. What is that thing called? Uh, Weird deer, I believe. That, that, yes, that name. yes. Yes. How far into it are you? I'm just, I'm not that far either. I think I'm just maybe a few hours um, after where you are. Okay. And you're about, you're, you're about to fight the Lord of the Woods. I did this. This is what I've done. Okay, okay, okay. Where you're throwing balls of its favorite food at it. To, okay, <laughs> but then, but then the game is like bombs so we, we, there's there's a little bit of a confusion here <laughs> where it's is it food is it a sedative waxy occlusive thing like i it, that lost me well and the game kind of promised i was i was hoping to see you know meatball shaped objects and it was more tastefully done they weren't yes. they were bagged uh and i wanted to see the food as well so thank you of for course. saying this yeah i mean i don't even know that it even told me what its favorite food was so this is all left to to the imagination which feels like you know uh failing on the developer i recently went on a tirade on my own podcast about how some of the redesigns are truly truly horrid such as such as okay so in the fourth generation um which takes place in Sinnoh, which uh is so this is a prequel to that generation of games there are these two legendary Pokemon called Dialga and Palkia. Bridger, these developers have decided to add like limbs and goiters uh, and like no. protrusions. And there's a, there's a Pokemon called Gudra from like the sixth or the seventh generation that they brought back. But they, they've made Gudra look stoned and depressed. <laughs> um, it's, it's truly and I think the cell shading in the game and the graphics engine is lovely. But on some of the Pokemon, the light doesn't hit right. And it just it just makes it look like a game from, you know, 15 years ago. Look, Pokemon is one of the most successful gaming game franchises of all time. I don't know why they couldn't find an extra few bucks in their pocket to just make it look wonderful. I'll I'll never understand that. Neither will I. Did you play Breath of the Wild? Of course. Okay, great. And I feel like the game is so I can't tell if I respect or if I detest the way the game so blatantly borrows from 
<laughs> that <laughs> game, you know? It really feels like they found like a hard drive with that game's <laughs> engine on it and were like, if we just make it look worse, no one will notice. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, uh, you know, I think whatever's happening with the Pokemon people, I think that for some reason they struggled to make one aspect of video games. And so yes. I just, I'm, I, I'm cheering them on for whatever reason they have technology from like, 2004 that's all they have to work with yes and so i let them off the hook and i love to collect the pokemon oh it's it's been more fun than ever it's i, I really am enjoying the game make no mistake and oh, i hope of course, you are yeah too. i think we should be very clear about that this game should be purchased it should be yes absolutely do you name your pokemon i used to and for some reason in this game the 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 whole i don't know it, you i find that in this game you are relearning to do so many things that have been for decades conventional and so i'm not taking the time because you do have to manually you have to get into it which is so infuriating exactly so i've only renamed three of them right in the old games you catch it and it asks you to name it sort of on the spot it puts you on the spot and you're kind of like well i guess i get i better do it now because i won't I won't have the sort of, I don't know, self-starting initiative to like do it later. Right, right. Yeah, I remember, I, I think I had Pokemon Red on the original, was it the original Game Boy? It was. Very early gay behavior naming every Pokemon with a woman's name. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I think maybe sixth grade or something. But it's I love to name the Pokemon and I wish that they would allow that to just that that's one of the most important parts of the game to me. And the fact that I have to get in and do the work, I don't know that I have the time or patience. Exactly. Well, they make it a really tertiary part of the game now where it's like, you right. know, there's like you're going to catch a million of these little starlies or whatever. So <laughs> don't don't even bother. And I don't like that because then it just it does make each Pokemon seem like its own living. Right. Being. It gives it some dignity dignity above all else yeah this game is absolutely robbing the pokemon of their dignity it's turning them into common rodents common rodents are you (laughs) do do, have you have you uh, picked up on like a naming style convention mentality right now because again i think i've named four of them because it's a giant pain yes Yes, huge pain, huge pain. And you forget about it and you have all these other things to manage. It's like, I'll get to the naming. I'm probably have to buy a baby naming book or something. <laughs> I, that's actually not a bad idea. Going right. to look into that. I did see someone on Instagram name their, their like cherished Pokemon after um, Real Housewives, specifically of Salt Lake City speaking. Oh, my of. God. So there was one um, quillfish that someone named Jenshaw. um and i kind of look had the same facial proportions as jen shaw i was gonna say all of the salt lake housewives do have kind of a pokemon quality they all kind of look like they're from another realm do we dare assign each of them a pokemon i feel like that is going to be some really tricky territory yeah okay let's not bother i'm glad we both checked ourselves (laughs) that could that that path could become (laughs) dangerous almost immediately very 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 dangerous i mean but salt lake the things going on on that show we talked about salt we talked about that show on on my podcast pretty recently and not that much time has passed and yet it feels like so many things have happened (laughs) and i'm sure like yeah i haven't had a chance to talk to anyone about i mean the most famous moment with lisa barlow the the darkness the darkness 
Bridger, I want you to think about a, a friend you've had for 10 years saying that about you. <laughs> Isn't that wild? I mean, yeah, even someone that you don't know calling you a garbage <laughs> whore. What? 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 Also, my friends pointed out something very, um, very interesting, which is that like multiple housewives have done this thing of saying she doesn't she doesn't even own her house or like you know she doesn't even have a house and that's never like the burn that they think it is because for most of us watch for most of us non-homeowners we're like yeah neither do i <laughs> she's renting a place that is beyond my imagination yes so but even, even that rental yeah that rental is like insane it's in like park city that's a very expensive place exactly. to live exactly my I just had this explained to me because I was so I was like, who is Lisa Barlow talking to? I mean, I was imagining her like my in my hope yes. of hopes was that she entered that room. There was kind of like a mysterious mirror that suddenly there was an evil version of her in. And she was having this conversation with, you know, the other Lisa Barlow. Uh, but apparently, like the producer is in that room and she's talking to them as she's like disrobing. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, I mean, the explanation that was made to me was there are producers. I hope I'm not, you know, ruining the show for anyone. But like <laughs> when someone storms off that they try to talk them down because it could get in the way of the storyline because they're because the stories are being produced by someone. Right. So there's yes. somebody waiting there, although for the producer, that must be like, well, this is way better than our storyline. Sure. So I guess that you kind of prod and poke and say, well, what do you think about uh, Meredith's infidelity? And then you just let her get into it. Totally, totally. I just feel like I'm surprised that they haven't done this more often in the past. Because it feels like someone that that's just like a perfectly rife territory for people to just like unload the <laughs> way that Lisa off. did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have I don't know that I've ever heard I mean outside of you know like the leaked Mel Gibson tapes audio that violently angry it's like we're gonna compare Lisa to Mel Gibson she's kind of a Mel Gibson type <laughs> yes yes so. absolutely um you know I feel like I still relate to Lisa more than ever really how so well, I just I just think it's really flipped this year, this season, where last season I was really on Meredith's side. And this season, I find Meredith to be as a, a little bit unhinged as the rest <laughs> of the women. And now that they're all on like an even playing field, I, I find Lisa to be charming um, compared to the other women. Wow. Completely disagree. OK, OK. And, and I accept that. Disagree. I accept. I mean, I'm obviously, you know, the one thing she and I have in common is the diet soda consumption. Yes. Uh, but other than that, I, I just can't get on board with Lisa anymore. Are you are you are you pro Meredith? I'm not pro Meredith, but I do. <laughs> lo she she does. I mean, she's the one person with like, a, I feel like an operating intelligence, I'll say. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> and the fact that, you know. Her saying she submitted everyone to a private investigation. I mean, just whatever is going on in her in her life. She I love how much better she thinks she is than everyone else on the show. That comes through loud and clear. But And, and, you, and you like that? I love it. <laughs> I I find someone like a Whitney or a Heather. Very sympathetic because they are also clearly much more emotionally intelligent than anyone on the sh uh, emotionally show. Emotionally intelligent, certainly. Well, Whitney, I don't know. Whitney, I don't know. Heather, I, I certainly. 
Oh, but the way Whitney was just rattling off all these, all, all like the, not legalese, but she was like, well, you know, on the, on the first bus um, to Vail, where she was like, fraud, fraud. And she was just like, <laughs> yes. like, like, like Whitney knew the lay of the land immediately. She like, she like, she like got it. And she was explaining this to the other women in a way that I was like, oh, no, Whitney, I've, I've always found Whitney to be very smart. And obviously like she's bubbly and she's, you know, she kind of like turns on some sort of persona but mm-hmm. i feel like she is very intelligent um her draining her savings notwithstanding <laughs> for no reason at all for no reason at all absolutely no reason but when i i mean i would be i would happily happily talk to you about the housewives and pokemon for another hour but look i mean housewives are a nice segue into this next thing i'd like to get into because yes. i'm just going to say you've been rude i there's something i need to talk to you about okay this could end up with one of us calling the other a garbage whore it's impossible to say who do you think would do that i'm sorry i'm cutting you off i feel like you're going to i feel okay. like you're very likely to storm into another room at this point as and, the rude one right and then annalise has to talk you off the cliff bowen come back to the podcast uh and then you come back i'm in tears Whatever. But there, I do have a, me- a mirror version of myself <laughs> that I'm speaking to. Um, you agreed to be on this podcast a little while ago. I was so happy. I thought Bowen's so funny. We're going to have a nice time. We'll talk and then it'll be over. We'll move on. Mm-hmm. So I was a little surprised. Um, you know, the podcast is called I Said No Gifts. You knew that when you agreed. Yeah. I knew that when I made the offer. Mm-hmm. Um. I was a little surprised the other day when I opened the the door and found a a package. Which you can say where it's from. <laughs> I'm not going to say where it's from. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm not going to say where it's from. Not because I want to protect you. I want to protect me, and I don't uh, want sure. you know. I saw a package, and I you know occasionally order from this company, and I so you know I forgot, so I ripped it open. Yeah, in my greedy way, and. Immediately upon seeing what was inside, seeing that it was, you know, an object that I had not ordered, averted my eyes. I thought, <sighs> obviously, Bowen has sent some sort of surprise to the podcast. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, I still don't. You know, I, I the listener knows that I'm very honest about this. I like a surprise. I will say I saw a flash of pink. That's all I can say. That's all you uh, know. It's now kind of in this gorgeous uh Thank gift you. bag floral bag yeah. yeah there's like a floral print some clearly used tissue uh pip- paper inside bowen is this a gift for me it is a gift for you i know a lot of guests typically write cards i did no such thing because i knew that would have probably incensed you even more <laughs> thank you i appreciate that you're welcome uh, uh well should i open it here on the podcast I, you might as well. I mean, oh, we've God. we've gone this far. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you for your apology. Thank you a thousand times. Uh, and now we're ripping in here tissue. Now here's the offending package, and yes, we're going to finally yes. find out what's happening. What's here. in it? Okay. Are we ready? Oh, what is this? This is onsen powder and i should have i should have inquired whether or not you had a bathtub because this is just a lovely little <laughs> bath powder you put in to 
simulate the experience of being in a Japanese hot spring. Oh my god. I do have a bathtub, okay, and I've great. never been to an onsen. So this Neither is I. perfect. Have yes. you been to Japan? I've not been to Japan. I just um, have this weird, just fascination with the culture. Right, right. Yes. I, I think, I mean, <laughs> I would say probably you might have a similar thing to me that playing up, growing up playing video games and consuming Japanese pop culture. Exactly. It probably has led to that. Uh, what, this is fascinating. So how did you, I mean, I'm familiar with the idea of an onsen, but yes. I've never, I wouldn't be able to tell you that there's a special powder there but there's a powder for it this is something that again the first pandemic summer i'm sorry <laughs> to bring that up again i'm sorry to remind you of your of, Just the of the cr- whiplash back to this of our chronology i'm sorry but <laughs> we um we i looked up bath stuff because i was like I, I before the pandemic very anti-bath <laughs> <laughs> but you had nothing else to do. So then I got really into baths. And then I read somewhere, I forget where it was, but someone did sort of check this item as something that they enjoyed. And I was like, I'm going to order that. And since then, I got to say, I really, this is sort of um, an essential component of my bath ritual. So is it like a, like a bubble bath? Is it just a light film? What's happening? The, and, and the powder? Yes. The powder is just uh, a light fragrance, um, a color sometimes. I think there's an assortment of colors in that box that I've given you. So there's going to be like a a very chemical, unnatural green, a pink, a yellow. But it will feel really nice on the skin. It will not foam or bubble. So if you want that to be part of your sensory thing, like you you, got to buy your own bubble bath. (laughs) So do you do a combination or do I you do. just do the powder? I always do a combination. Okay. And I find that it really kind of is a complete bath experience for me. Now, listener, I'm just to describe what I'm looking at. It's essentially like a little pink box. There's like a little, I think a Japanese woman on the front. And yes. then obviously all of the uh, text is in Japanese. But yes. it looks like there are multiple powders or something in this. Because there are I multiple powders. Uh-huh. I was expecting basically like a small plastic bag that would not be where I would accidentally dump into the bath and then it would all be gone. Right. These are individual, almost like a. Um, yeah. How would you describe it? It's like, almost like a uh, you could drop this in a to go bag at a restaurant and someone would pour this on their food. It's like a small ketchup <laughs> yes. packet, almost, like a large yes. ketchup packet. I mean, if you were at, you know, if, if that was with you at that lunch today, you would have just torn it open and it would have sort of. <laughs> Just popped all over your, your your clothes. I each individual package is good for one bath. Oh, this is tr- <laughs> treat it as you would cash. Yes, yes. Um, okay. So, how often are you bathing? I'm not. I don't do it that often. Um, I'll keep it to like once a week or once every two weeks. It's more. It's more actually accurate to say once every ten days or so. Oh, that's pretty frequent though. Thrice a month. Is it? Uh, to take a full bath every 10 days, I would say maybe I'm bat- I'm taking a bath once every five weeks. I want to isolate all of this audio and release it. So it just sounds like you and I are either bathing every 10 days or every five weeks. And then the rest of the time we're filthy. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't do any sort of cleaning. Yeah. yeah, there's no showering. There's nothing. I'm just covered in grime. And then every five weeks I get hosed down and I consider that a bath. <laughs> No, I, I will I will fill a bath once every five weeks and it's incredible. Yes. What keeps you from doing it more often? 
Well, I don't like to enjoy myself. It is wasteful. Okay, okay. I actually don't think a bath is wasteful. I think a shower is probably more wasteful than a bath. I have been recently told the opposite, and I don't know who to believe because I'm so <laughs> willing to believe you, to believe you, to, to I, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I wish that the baths weren't, but I'm, someone told me on good authority that it's, it's more wasteful. Who told you this? The water? The water, the water the, force. The, <laughs> the water Water people. force knocked on your door. <laughs> yes. Said, hey, you know what? I, we know you like this, but can't do it. <laughs> I just feel like I take long showers and that water is just going down yeah. the drain nonstop. You know, I'm in there for 20, 25 minutes. Well, th- oh, so okay, that that's long. not that long. That sounds like a, that, uh, someone's having a 20? breakdown. I'm not in there for 25 <laughs> minutes. Okay, I believe you. 10? I would say probably 10 to 13 minutes. When I was growing up, or not when I was growing up, but I remember growing up and watching an episode of Seinfeld. And I think like Kramer has is, is, is polling everybody like how long their showers are and everyone answers him 10 minutes. And I was like, I guess I should be taking longer showers. <laughs> and to this day, I still only take like a three minute shower. And you know how I can tell is because I'll put on a song before I get in. And then by the time I'm out, I'm like, the song is still on. Boa, that is way too short. I'm hearing two songs at least. Okay. Have you, I don't know. So I, let me just walk you through what my, what my typical shower is. I'll get in, do, do shampoo, then conditioner, because I leave the conditioner in for a minute or so. Okay. But that whole process takes, what, two minutes? Sure. Then that third minute, I'm just slathering on some shower gel, some body wash, rinse it <laughs> off, and then I'm out. This is so joyless. What else are you doing in there? Okay, this is me. I put on the music. Yes. And also, I'll say that when you're in the shower, it's a good time to listen to new music or like music that you're like, you would like to get used to. Because, okay. you yeah. know, there's less pressure on the music. It can just be noise. Yes. Uh, I get in there. The first probably three minutes are just getting my hair wet and just, you know, releasing my cares. Okay. Okay. Then I'm, you know, I'm getting the whatever. That's three what? minutes of nothing? Three minutes of absolutely nothing. Okay, great. Uh, just <laughs> truly being wet and okay, okay. letting uh, the temperature rise. Then I'm, let's see, what's happening next? I'm getting the, what, what is this? Uh, what is the little uh, poof loofah called? poof, yeah. Yeah, is a loofah technically loofah something the, else? It's yeah. like a plant that's then dried, right. which I've learned recently. Uh, <laughs> I'm using the plastic one that is probably contributing to some sort of ecological nightmare. Sure, sure. Put the soap on it, wash up. Rinse off. No, mm-hmm. Okay, so then we're, what, we're five minutes into five, yeah. showering. I'm then, uh, I'll spend another two minutes just kind of dicking around. Yeah. Just doing nothing with myself. Uh, I will then shave. Uh, okay. Uh, which takes, I, considering that my face barely has any facial hair, maybe two minutes. Great. What are we looking at here? I'm, 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 I'm already dressed. At the, I'm already dressed. I'm already out the door. I'm out of my apartment <laughs> at this point. What are you doing? Okay, then I, you know, I wash, I sorry, wash sorry. off the shaving cream. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe another. And then it, it really depends on where I am mentally. Because then the, yeah, of course. we're done. We're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that could, then we've got a minute to, 
I would say five minutes left of truly nothing. Just okay. enjoying the spa atmosphere of the shower. How are you standing? Can I ask? Are you like, like d- d- during those moments of idling? Like, are you like just kind of like limbs <laughs> down? Just kind of like, <laughs> just like my soul has like, just left my body. Or are you like rubbing on yourself? Like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry to ask. But like, I'm dancing. You, you're dancing. You're dancing. I am absolutely dancing. No, that's a really good question. What am I doing? Uh, I don't want to know. A very, that's a vulnerable question. That's, I'm sorry. That's a vulnerable no, question. I don't think but... it's a vulnerable and, and vulnerability is crucial. When it is talking about showering. Uh, but I truly don't know what I, I, I've never even thought about. Because I'm not really moving. I'll, I guess I'll, I'm kind of like. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do mine for you. Just okay, to, let's this, is, this. this is this is me just doing nothing in the shower. I'm kind of like. Like my my I think my I think I'm just doing like this. I my, my arms are on my on my biceps, just kind of like just kind of keeping holding myself close. <laughs> like you've been through something. Yeah. Like you need a yes. shock blanket or something. Yes. <laughs> I wonder, am I I'm not doing this. I might be like, you know, running my fingers through my hair. I mean, this is the most erotic this podcast will ever be. I love it. Uh but I yeah, I'm now I I'm going to be so self-conscious, so self-conscious the next time I'm in the shower. I don't want to make you like that. I just, I'm just curious because you're spending a long stretches of time, relatively speaking, just in not doing anything. State. In a drought state, not doing anything. The LA River is hurting for water <laughs> and you're taking all of it. Oh, what a shame. I, I mean, I guess I'm just going to have to figure out what I'm doing in there. You know, uh, it's, this is such an excellent question. Occasionally I'll sit down. Really? Oh, yeah. Depending on your mental state. Right. Absolutely. And like level of fatigue. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's that's totally fine. I think American Beauty scared me out of spending too much time in the shower. That's what it was. It was a Seinfeld and American <laughs> Beauty being like Seinfeld <laughs> being like you should spend more time and American <laughs> Beauty being like you should spend less time because otherwise you're like Kevin Spacey and you're like, you know, this is like it, it's all downhill from here or whatever he says. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I'm Kevin Spacey. You're Kevin Spacey. This I'm is sorry. A, oh no, the beginning of a very dark road for me. I'm, I'm I don't sorry, like I'm how kidding. this is feeling. I'm sorry, Bowen. I think you should add two extra minutes to your shower. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Five minutes feels like not five too is, much. Five is not too much. I will do five. I promise. There's so much water in New York. There I mean, is. There's plenty. We're, we're an island. You've got use it up. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah. Okay, so I have my onsen powder. I dump it in the hot water, and then I just sit there for a while. Light some candles. Absolutely. Play some music. I did buy... I did invest in, like, one of those bathtub trays. And what are you putting on the tray? Yeah, there's a candle sort of um, holder. Okay. There's an iPad uh, little, like, rack if you want to, like, lean your iPad on right. it. Right. Um, but let me tell you something... Within days, immediately it developed mold. Had to throw it out. <laughs> yeah, because you're only doing it every uh, ten days. I feel like if you were bathing every single day, maybe it wouldn't get the mold. I think no. I think it's because I'm ba- I bathe too frequently, or you oh, know, interesting, more frequently than you, whatever. But like <laughs> it was, I think it's because I left it wet, or there there are more opportunities for it to get wet and to retain right. moisture, so that therefore the mold. And where thrives. were you storing it? Does it just stay on the bath? I, I think I made the mistake of leaving it on the bath. Okay. But I feel like you kind of have no... I mean, what are you going to do? Put it in a dark cupboard? It's I going guess. to be... It'll walk away. 
I mean, they're right. not a mold on that. I know, I know. I guess, I guess there's that's it's a flawed invention. It's a terrible invention. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like um, mankind will never hack it. That feels like an impossible mountain to climb. It is. It is. It is. So, do you read in the bath? What are you doing? Just relaxing? Oh, no, I'm just. I'm just. Like truly, it's my one place to maybe the reason I do it so often is because outside of the walls of my bathroom, I feel like I. OK, so see, this is we have a similar relationship <laughs> with our tubs, showers, whatever, because I, I do feel like I um, have no control and I, I, I don't want to make this like a self-care thing. It's but it's just literally that like I feel like outside of the bathroom, I don't. um I cannot achieve this level of relaxation. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you're just going for it when you're in the bath. Exactly. Although you were bringing your iPad in. I know. I, I, do you judge me for this? I don't judge you for it, but I just feel like that's such an opposite end of the spectrum as far as relaxation goes. I mean, like... Oh, but to put, a, to put on a show or something? I can't have... I have to have the outside world removed. I mean, the only thing I can do is read... Maybe read a book. Okay. Okay. But that's like, fair. The one thing that appeals to me about a wet environment is that my phone can be nowhere near me. iPad, computer. Sure. Can, I mean, I just can leave that to the rest of my life. If I were to be electrocuted by an electronic device while I was in the bath, like that, that makes the most sense for me to go <laughs> that way. To be that would killed. be your end. Yes, to be killed by an electronic because <laughs> I feel like they've slowly you know just corroded my soul right i mean i think i can see myself playing pokemon in the path sure i could probably get into that wait like 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 on the switch like handheld. Yeah. see that okay do you mean that because i can never do that that sounds very relaxing to me because video games has nothing to do with what i do in my life right it's entertaining i mean my my fear would be i was going to destroy my switch the, of course well, see, the, I should be specific that the only TV I watch in the tub is reality TV because oh, it's, sure. it, because I have no relationship to it because I'm not like, well, they must have that must have taken forever to say, you know, like I'm never I'm not thinking about the production. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Yeah, that know. makes sense. That's I mean, basically, the only television that feels remotely relaxing to me anymore is reality because of that exact reason. I'm not thinking about then, the people right. behind it. Exactly. But I guess I'm sorry to make this like an industry convo, but like, <laughs> is, does this d does this apply to like, I don't know, d d does this make you I, I feel like I'm, I'm a bad student of my medium if I'm not like constantly like up to speed on like what's out there. It's a horrible line to have to walk. I know. I don't want to fall behind. I need to know what's going on. It's you, you know, it's valuable to see uh, what other people have created. Sure. It's also miserable. You have to protect yourself. Yes. So, the, yeah, it's like, I, I mean, I, I try to walk a nice line and I feel like the pandemic has helped in like really increasing the amount of reality TV I've watched. So I always have like a shark tank, a housewives. Yes. These things to fall back on where my brain is at, ha you know, working at half speed. Oh, feels incredible. The best feeling. The best feeling. Have you are, are you a 90 day fiance person? I was for quite. I mean, I think maybe five seasons at the beginning of the pandemic okay great 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 do great, you watch great. it i am only sort of picking and choosing which seasons and it's mostly before the 90 days it's not the oh, other ones yeah. right yeah yes. i think 
that I have only seen 90 Day. And there are so many spinoffs. Too many, one might say. Yeah, I mean, they're, they've <laughs> diluted the brand in a way that is I've yeah. never seen before. There's like one where I think that the couples just watch the show. Yeah, and I, and I did watch one of those episodes last night. How did that feel? Kind of insane. I was like, what am I watching exactly? <laughs> it's, them re- it's them reacting. It's them watching themselves on the show. And then it's them responding to tweets like really horrid tweets about themselves <laughs> oh, no. and i'm like this is actually not i'm watching someone be like actually hurt by something you know on top of yeah all they're not making any money it's not like they're this is making them rich well can i say that um i did ask one of the producers a friend who i later found out worked on one of these seasons i was like how much money do they make and he did say that they make as much money as a first year cast member on SNL. So You're I was kidding like, me. What? So I was like, I feel like it makes total sense because you want to incentivize them being on the show. Right. But and, I mean, and, the but people are so out of control. Sure. sure. You just think that this... they would like work for a bag of French fries. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is what I get paid my first season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is not to say that like, no, like famously, the contracts are not that great for people working at the show starting out. And I can comfortably say that. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. But it's not bad money as well. I mean, I just feel like a, for a 90 day fiance person to be making over four dollars an hour is shocking to me. It's shocking. Yes, absolutely yes. shocking, yes. because these people seem completely depraved and desperate yeah. For, yeah. in every aspect of their lives. <sighs> oh, and yet you so- can't stop watching. Sorry. Oh, I mean, of course. I uh, that I started watching Survivor. Do you watch Survivor? I. I have also only picked and chosen my Survivor seasons, but I do love it. It's incredible. I mean, there are how many seasons at this point? 30? 40. 41. 41. Oh Did you watch this most, recent, this, this most recent season? This is my experience with the show. We Please. watched, and my, uh, my detailing of this is going to be so painfully vague. There were like two seasons on Netflix. We didn't watch uh-huh. Heroes and Villains. We watched like something from 2014. Okay, great. Loved it. Then jumped back to season two. Uh-huh. Loved it. Uh-huh. Season three, loved it. I will say the seasons where they don't have access to an ocean, I have a hard time watching. Because everyone China, is so example. dusty all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to know these people are like getting into like salt water and scrubbing themselves off. It's yeah. I think like the Africa season was very hard because they just hadn't they were so dirty all the time. They're just covered they in were. dust. Give these people an ocean. Same with China. They were just really dirty the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please, please give yeah. them access to something that they'll be able to wash themselves. But I will say season two and three are shocking to watch because it's like a different show. I mean, like, it's brutal. They're killing animals. A guy falls into a fire <sighs> and burns his hands off. It's really wild to watch. Have you seen any of the early seasons? I think I watched the first when I was in, like, I don't know, elementary school. Right. and. I must have just I don't remember a single thing from them because it probably was so shocking as a child to see. Right. My only experience with Survivor up until pandemic was the finale of season one. We watched Richard Hatch win and then I moved on with my life. And so I'm revisiting. (laughs) But yeah, this most recent season, I was 
maybe two episodes in, I had to give the the amount of rules and games that are now being played on this show. Yeah, it's it has become like a puzzle box. It, 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 yeah, it is a little bit. It is. But Jeff Probst, uh, fascinating person. I I really admire him. I find him to be so good at what he does. And so he loves many, it. He loves it. But he his job requires so many skill sets and i feel like he excels in all of them yeah it's i mean i'm sure his hosting of the show was basically kind of by accident he was kind kind of a nobody and he's just perfect for the job somehow like i i I don't either he was like born to do it or if like he just picked up these things as he went Right. right like you know what i mean whatever he's i mean dream job dream job and like the the i've i've i have not seen this season but i think this is one of them on on netflix where um zeke smith gets outed at tribal council Um, i am not familiar with this for okay so um there was this big controversy where um zeke smith who incidentally um was a friend of mine before he was on the show um he was outed by one of um his his tribe mates oh my god in the tribal council and it was shocking and it was this incredible moment of television that was just so painful obviously for zeke but he handled it sort of so so well and jeff also knew exactly what to do in that conversation where he was like wait like this is this is insane and then like basically asked this person to leave was just like (laughs) he was like we don't even have to do the voting like you we we all know it's what's happening here (laughs) oh my god i have to see this It's, it's actually it's it's pretty riveting. I will. It's it's obviously like it should not have happened, and and Zeke has like really talked at length about this. But there's something in the way that Jeff like steers the conversation, and is able to like really make sure that Zeke is taken care of before he's able to. He opens up a door for everyone to be like, "Why the fuck would you do that?" Wow, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Well, I need to see it. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't seen the whole season, but even lacking that context, it's it's very interesting to watch. I mean, these I mean, the contestants on the show, I mean, they're all over the place, especially these early seasons. Like you go back, you you're like, oh, I wonder what happened to that person. You look them up 20 years later. and It's like, oh, they they're like a child molester now. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Or they're Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that what a what a thing that is. The fact what that she's thing. like a 17 year old or whatever in that season and is now the devil. Is now uh, the devil. <laughs> very interesting transformation. <laughs> is there anything else we need to say about Anson Powder? We don't. Okay. We really don't. I, th- I think. I think you've. I think we've really sort of done an expository look at like shower and bath culture. <laughs> um, so I, th- I think. I think we've covered all our bases. I'm so excited about it. Um, I think it's time to play a game. Okay. Do you want to play? Actually, let's play gift or a curse. I'll tell you how how to play it when we get into it. I need a number between one and ten. Six. Okay, I have to do some light calculating. Yeah, you yep, can yep. recommend something. You can promote something. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. I recommend Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, now available on Switch. You can watch your Cyndaquil evolve into a Quilava, which then evolves into a Typhlosion, which in this redesign looks so crazy. Like, why did they make this choice to? make typhlosion look again like depressed and stoned i, I don't know I-, I just really have a lot of questions i'd love to sit down with the people at game freak and nintendo to really ask them to explain some of these design choices beautiful wait i didn't ask you uh, what po- pokemon you your starter pokemon was it was it was in fact a cyndaquil what about you is that the fire one 
Yes. That's who I picked. Oh, great. I love how it looks. Great looking little creature. Very it's sweet. so okay. cute. <laughs> um, Bowen, this is how gift or a curse works. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There are absolutely correct answers to this game. You can lose. So many people have lost this game and it's just shattering uh, to think <laughs> about. So be careful. Okay. Okay, number one, this is a listener suggestion. Somebody named Doug has written in, Gift or a Curse, Chance Encounters. Gift. I feel like a chance encounter implies, like, welcoming something. If, if, it's, a, if it's an unfavorable chance encounter, then you wouldn't call it a chance <laughs> encounter. I feel like it's a gift. It's usually a gift. Beautifully played. Okay, great. Yeah, you don't have a chance encounter with a murderer. No. I had a chance maybe. encounter with my attacker. No. <laughs> you have a chance encounter with somebody that you enjoyed from your past or someone exactly. who may, you know, uh, help you on your way. Yes. Never with an enemy. No. No, 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 no. It's a, definitely a gift. I mean, I, I, what's the word for uh, random run-in? Uh, yeah, like... Run in. I think run in. Yeah, I think a run in sounds kind of violent and unhappy. It's yes. like, oh, I had a run in with a coworker that I thought I would never see again. Exactly. And then we had to talk, and it, his husband was there, and I hate him too. That kind of thing. Chance encounter. Yeah. No. It, lovely. You absolutely. Okay. Number. Okay. You got one out of one so far. Very nice. Great. Number two, gift or a curse. Bucket hats. Mm. This, I will say, is a curse because there is, um, I'm going to say it, there is an ableism to bucket hats for people with large skulls, <laughs> and there's no such thing as a bucket hat large enough to make someone with a big head, like me, <laughs> look good. So it's a curse. Oh my god. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to let you win this game, but you have gotten two out of two so far. Why the, won't you the let return me win? of the bucket hat. <laughs> you know, who has famously worn it? It's like, uh, it's a curse. Okay, let's be clear. Uh, yes. It's a curse. Yes. It's like Woody Allen, <laughs> Jamiroquai. <laughs> Are these the two most famous bucket hat wearers? Uh, and I, I, I can't think of anyone else. The guy on Gilligan's Island? Oh, okay, Annalise is saying something. What did she say? She oh, said, the guy from the New Radicals, of course. Oh, yes, the cover, on the cover. Yes, that that's maybe the most yes. famous bucket hat of all. I can't think of anyone. Uh, did, did Harriet the Spy wear one? Oh, that's an interesting... I feel like, uh, <laughs> you know, teen and tween girls can wear a bucket hat. But for the rest of us... Let it curse. go. It's a hideous looking thing. No. It makes everyone look bad, and we're going to regret it. I've, we did it before in 1998. For years, everyone regretted mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm, and now they're mm -hmm. back. We're going to regret it again. Oh, God. Yeah. They look... I mean, now I'm thinking... I feel like I've seen Diane Keaton in a bucket hat. No. It's not a bucket hat. Like, I, like you mean in, like, um, something's got to give? Right. She's wearing I'm, one. I'm picturing her. When she's walking down the beach with Jack Nicholson, yeah, she might be wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> I guess hers is more of like a beach hat, a woman's beach hat. I yeah, yeah. Hold on, because I'm looking this up too. Um, I can't imagine her in like a a bucket hat she bought at Pac Sun. You know, right? 
Well, she is. Okay, she's wearing a white bucket hat. Unfortunately, she, she absolutely is. <laughs> well, but did did it look good on her? She Why? looks good on it. I think, and this is this is the Nancy Myers thing, is that the store the plot point was turtlenecks in that movie. <laughs> Do you remember? Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Okay. The, 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 it's, a, it's a whole narrative device that she wears that her character loves turtlenecks. And so to add one more sort of polarizing, not that turtlenecks are that polarizing, but for, for, for her character to wear this other really distinct piece of clothing is, I think, too much. It's, uh, but I think she, you, you put that much on and you come back around and it works. Maybe. I think that may be the intended the fact that we're having this discussion, the fact that we're just we're, we're, we're arguing about whether or not this bucket hat works on her means that it doesn't work. It means it means that bucket hats don't work on anybody. Curse. <laughs> Curse for everybody. I, that's the final word. Absolutely agree. I'm you know, this will be the beginning. I'm hoping that we can kind of just nip bucket hats, bucket hats in the. This is such a difficult thing to say. Nip it in the bud with the bucket yes. hats. Let's just get them out. Move on fashion can you know leave it alone leave it alone two out of two this is terrific i mean whatever okay number three gift or a curse now this is an interesting one pop culture cookbooks i.e recipes from harry potter you go out and buy a cookbook and it's like harry potter's stew or whatever harry potter stew sounds disgusting (laughs) i feel like it's I feel like the I I feel like you're you're feeding me easy ones because I feel like these are pretty. These were randomly chosen. <laughs> okay, that's why you take the number. I feel like it, I mean they're they're always such clear marketing ploys, and I feel like they must be considered curses. Is that your final answer? Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm fu- I. You're furious. These are, so this is the problem. I've given you three. I mean, actually, the, I, they I are easy. There's no there's no arguing here. They're not really easy, but. Look, I can't. I, there's no way I can argue that pop culture cookbooks are a gift. There's just not. There's there's not an honest place to begin with with this. What anyone that buys one of these, what are you doing? What are you doing? These things. Who is the recipe genius behind these? You trust somebody? You what? I I don't even yeah. know where to begin. I mean, do you have like like off the top of your head like a your favorite? book series tv show movie video game of all time that i would want a cookbook from like is there a universe is there a world that you love a fictional world that you love so much that you're like i gotta eat the food from that absolutely not there you go there's not a single (laughs) one where i'm like i'm i need to replicate what i'm watching a character eat yes Uh, let alone from probably like a ninth string cookbook author who has ghostwritten this thing no thank you there's no fictional food that's that could be as good or better than the food that we already have. Well, and also, it's just going to be disappointing. It's not going 100%. to be as good as what you imagined it would be. And it's just a sad situation. Just buy a regular cookbook. There you go. If I'm making the thing, it's not going to turn out well. <laughs> and that, I, that's like such a dumb like uh, burn, like self burn. But I, I, I mean, like, why would you trust yourself to make this thing that was... I don't know, like that that didn't exist before this like book was written. Right. We saw like some prop person put together a piece of food. There was no recipe for that. Right. They, it was just made to look good on screen. And now we're like cooking up 
I don't know, Dumbledore, uh, whatever, <laughs> Dumbledore you know. Meatballs. Yeah. Right. Dumbledore meatballs. <laughs> meatballs. Uh, actually, I take all of this back. I would like to have a recipe for the food I was throwing at the Pokemon. Yes. I want to oh, know what yes. was in the, those balls of food that I was able to subdue a magical creature. A giant rock bug with scissor hands with scissor axe hands axe hands that's right that's right thank (laughs) you for keeping me honest well okay i mean look i think there are like four or five people who have won this game before it's disgusting that you were able to just kind of stomp in here and win i'm sorry but uh you know we'll chalk it up to luck of the draw yes bowen this (laughs) is the final segment of the podcast it's called i said no emails people write into i said no gifts at gmail.com all of them have these pathetic situations that need solving. Will you answer one with me? I'd be happy to. Okay, this is what this says. It says, hi, Bridger and whoever. So that's... That's me. I don't know. That's kind of insulting. I don't know. That's okay. Today, I got the shocking and delightful news that my friend Matt is now a parent. He and his husband adopted a foster kid two weeks ago. Congratulations to wow, Matt. That's from me. Uh, this is a normal, normal thing for humans to do, but then he told me his son is nine years old. Okay. Oh. Uh, I was tickled and surprised because we're in our late 20s, and this boy was born a year after we graduated from high school. Okay, this is, this is all just the march of time mm. we're talking about. You know, yeah. uh, we're all in the river of time. It doesn't matter. Uh, does one get a gift for a new parent of a nine-year-old? Is the gift for the parents or the child? What is a nine-year-old like in 2022? I have no idea. Matt and I were good friends in high school, but we lost touch for a decade until a few mm. months ago when he started talking. we started talking again casually. All I know about his life these days is that he's married. He's a meteorologist. Oh, I hope okay. on television. Uh, <laughs> and his husband's name is also Matt. Oh. His husband's name is also Matt. Oh. This is becoming the details. Uh, the way <laughs> that they're kind of being laid out is uh, interesting. I'll take any advice or suggestions you have. Thanks a million, Kevin. Kevin, okay, uh, there's so much going on here. First of all, let's just say, yes, you get a gift for the nine-year-old. You get a gift for the parent. Yes. I mean, I think we get an award for the parent. To adopt a nine-year-old, what a challenge. What an incredible thing to do. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, that said, he's kind of been mysteriously gone for a decade and shows up with a nine-year-old son. And we don't know what this meteorologist is up to. And I will say, I agree with you. This is such a beautiful thing to do. I will say to have two parents named Matt, have a nine-year-old son, (laughs) and for the parents to be in their late 20s, that sounds like a Sims house. It sounds like a Sims house. (laughs) I will, I, I commend these people for what they've done, for literally saving a life. But I don't I don't know. I don't know. But of course, get the gift. But also, if you're only on a casual sort of if you're only on casual terms with them still, I don't know that, that I feel like that's 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 up to them. Yeah, that's up to Kevin. That's up to Kevin. It's up to Kevin. I mean, is the gift for the parents of the child? I think it's for both. I think that actually this is way better than a baby situation because like a nine year old, you can zero in on a toy. Sure. You can do, you know, with a baby, you're getting onesies or whatever. That's just like the most boring shit. I know. I know. Action figures, Pokemon. What is a nine-year-old like in 2022? See, I see. This is actually, I, I do, I, I, okay. So I'm, I'm glad you're giving guidance on this because I don't, I think I have any on what a nine-year-old likes. I mean, I, I just assume, I just think back, I don't know, nine-year-olds like toys. 
right. they like uh transformers i mean this person has been brought into this kind of bizarre uh matt matt marriage uh so they're probably going to need just some level of comfort and security a book no see <laughs> I, I i'm so bad at this sleeping bag for all sleeping we know, that Matt and Matt have like a pile of hay for this kid to sleep on. Yes. yes. How about a fun sleeping bag with uh, the nine-year-old's favorite, uh, you know, character Pokemon. or Batman? Batman. Pokemon. Pokemon. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Superman. We've got uh, Spider-Man. Oh, Lego. Yeah. Uh, oh, a Lego set. A Lego set. Lego's great. Children love Lego. There you go. I don't. Yeah. I. I feel like. They can keep it simple. Oh, the we're in, and then and then I guess Kevin's asking, what about for the parents? Yeah, I guess for the parents. Honestly, you know, you know what I say: late twenties parents, nine year old kid, you get him a switch. Everybody's having a good time immediately. Everyone's having a good time. Yes. Although it's just, I feel like Kevin's a bad. I mean, let's just put it out there: Kevin is a bad friend. He's been out of touch. <sighs> he's obviously jealous of the meteorology. Yeah, he's probably. <sighs> <laughs> trying to break this up to get to one of the mats. Um, <sighs> Kevin is obviously just behind in life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Um, how do you think Kevin started up this rekindling with Matt? Uh, chance encounter. Chance encounter. <gasps> it feels close to me that, you know, he was probably like, you know, thumbing through a book at the bookstore and like, <laughs> Like, see something come, come into his periphery, and it's like, oh, who's this? He looks up. It's Matt. It's Matt. And then Matt immediately unloads, I just adopted a nine-year-old. I need, I need your help. <laughs> and this is their best bet was to write into this podcast. I, <sighs> I mean, I feel like best wishes to the nine-year-old. I feel like the three men in this situation are, are deeply irresponsible. You mean, you mean Kevin, Matt, and Matt, or Matt, Matt? Kevin, and Matt, and Matt. Yeah, I mean, okay, great, great, great. They're obviously relying on me and you at this point yeah. to salvage whatever this bizarre, there was obviously some sort of rift at some point, the 10 right. years. Kevin, I mean, God knows what's going to end up happening, but this nine-year-old will make it out alive. Get him a sleeping bag. Get him a sleeping bag. Kids love sleeping bags. They do. Well, they'll, they'll need them at some point for the sleepovers that they go right. to. Right, you can ride it down the stairs. Yes. It makes you feel like you're camping. Oh you my wake God. up covered in sweat. Ugh, the best. The best. I, I do want to, again, apologize for the Sims family comment. <laughs> it just, but do you know what I mean? It's like... It may, I mean, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> and it, it, it is such a beautiful, radical image of a family that, like, I don't mean to, like, completely make it something so alien. Like, like you know, something not real. It is. I just think it's like something that I would have dreamed up when I was playing The Sims. Exactly. It's 100% that. I mean, and then I think that the real detail here is the Matt and Matt of it. Matt and Matt. You simply cannot marry someone with your first name. People do it all the time, and yet I still find something. You gotta change something. I go, what? Oh, that's interesting. What's that about? You know? <laughs> I don't know. But we, we appreciate I mean, of course, we love this situation. We love it for the nine-year-old. We love it for Matt and Matt. I think maybe one of these Matts becomes a Mart or a... He gets into his Pokedex and changes his name. <laughs> there you go. But he has to do it himself. Yeah, and that... Oh, wouldn't it be great if you, like, you know, married someone and then they ask you, do you want to change its name? Do you want to give it a nickname? <laughs> I would love that. 
<laughs> to fall in, in love with somebody, be with them for years, and then for them to ask you to change your name. Yeah, you, you just, and then, and then they do it. And then the and ultimate then sign it. of love, the truest sacrifice, yes. give up your identity. Identity. <laughs> I, if, if you love somebody enough, you would do that. Absolutely. Bowen, I'm so thrilled about this powder. I'm going to take a bath within the next, it's probably been three weeks since my last bath. Within the next two weeks. Two weeks. There you go. Perfect. I've had such a wonderful time with you. So have I. I really enjoy my conversations with you. And uh, I guess this is the end of the podcast. The listener, you're free to do whatever you want. Uh, I have no control over you at this point. Go wild. Take care. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. I Said No Gifts is an exactly right production. It's produced and engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. You have to see the gifts. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do, considering everything I do for you. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home So how do you dare to disobey?